Mm. Great. So um, we're going to read from Luke 1, verses 57 to 66. And it goes like this. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There's no one among your relatives who has that name. But then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbours were filled with awe and throughout the hill country of Judea people were talking all about these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, what is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. And so um, just to offer a bit of context, this is um, the beginning of Luke. So we've had... Um, uh, the birth of John the Baptist foretold and the birth of Jesus foretold and kind of Mary and Elizabeth coming to meet and um, the babies leaping in the womb and things. And um, and then particularly pertinent to the bit we've just read, um, the birth of John the Baptist is foretold to his father, to Zechariah, and he's in the temple at the time. He's a priest and he's on duty and um, he's told that he's, he's going to have a birth, give birth to a son. And uh, he says, oh, he doesn't believe it because his wife is, is too old for that. And um, and so he can't speak. He's he's rendered mute until until the child is born, which is what what's being picked up again here. Um, and uh, so for me, I think one of the things that stood out is is I suppose the contrast between uh, John's birth and and the birth of Jesus. Um, and um, I guess just in broad strokes, I think the the birth of John is kind of, well, both births are foretold, aren't they? But the birth of John is foretold and, um, and it's kind of in a classic, miraculous, significant person birth. It's going to be born to a, a, a barren woman, um, which is the, obviously the case with um, Isaac in the Old Testament as well. And kind of, you know, he was obviously a, a big deal. He was the kind of the child of the promise that God had made to Abraham. So that was kind of a really significant thing, kind of maybe echoes of that here. Um, uh, he, yeah, um, and when he's born, it's kind of a big auspicious event. He's um, he's kind of outside of the of his family he, in terms of the sense that he's that uh, he's he's not within the lineage. He's kind of above that. He's been kind of given this special name by God, and that he's beyond his heritage, and he's not kind of part of that. And again, that's kind of a theme we see in the Bible. Like the Bible seems to really like Melchizedek because we don't know anything about his descendants, which is we don't really understand. Well, I certainly don't anyway, but like that's a really big deal that it's like he's this kind of he stands alone and he's like um and it's kind of maybe similar for John and um and when he's born everyone's there. He's kind of born in his community and the family are there and they're really excited and everyone it's a big thing. And then you've got the birth of Jesus which is is also foretold but but no one really knows a lot about it. Like Joseph's response is like, oh gosh, um, right, well, that's the end of that then and, and makes plans to divorce Mary. And then they kind of, they're, they're on their own. They're in a foreign uh, city. They're, there's no, none of their relatives are there. No one really knows what's going on apart from just some shepherds who get told by angels, which is a bit of a cheat, I suppose, isn't it? And then there's the kind of, the wise men who I guess were probably the only people really paying attention. 
other than I think is it Simeon and maybe Hannah who were in the temple. So there's like a, a small handful of people who are kind of like have been paying attention and know this is happening. But other than that, it's really obscure. And and the, one of the reasons we know this kind of names thing is really important is because two of the gospels go to huge lengths to to illustrate how Jesus was in the lineage of his his family and how he was um, in the kind of he had all these ancestors and that went back and, and all that kind of stuff and we kind of get two sets of, of names both of which are kind of trying very hard to link Jesus into what's come before and um, and so I guess and, I, and obviously as they grow up John kind of comes to prominence first he's he's got a, he has a big ministry he's you know as as is as we know by his name he's ministry baptizing people he's in the desert people come out and see him um and uh people follow him and um he's got disciples and everything and um and i thought what was really interesting is if he if it was just john like he's he's the one who's kind of maybe has the more auspicious birth in some ways he's the one who has kind of it's it's kind of more grand in some ways jesus in obviously there's kind of supernatural elements to, to both and you know obviously didn't have angels singing and glorifying god when he was born but you know jesus birth was much more obscure much more hidden away and um and yet as soon as john sees jesus he's like this is the one this is him stop you know stop looking at me now my bit's done here he is and um and it was it was really interesting to me as i as just to, i guess think about um how how willing john was to to do his bit and to, and to just do that and not to worry about that and and i guess his as with all of us our job is to glorify jesus um and john's was kind of in a very specific way he was kind of jesus herald in a very immediate sense you know we might say that lots of for example the old testament points towards jesus and prophesies his birth and looks towards him in kind of maybe metaphorical or less metaphorical ways but for john he was very literally saying it's coming and it's coming now and um the the messiah is coming and um so he kind of called to glorify jesus in a, in a particular way as we all are and he was really happy for that to be his thing and it, he was i guess in some ways he always knew that he was going to come second which is strange, isn't it? Because Jesus says, of everyone who's born, there's none greater than John the Baptist. And even if that's kind of a bit of hyperbole, that's still quite a, quite a thing to have said of you, isn't it? Like that, and, and Jesus, as we know, was well-versed in the Old Testament. He knew that, you know, that in the environment he was in, it was gonna, the, the big names were like Abraham, Moses, you know, maybe Elijah, Isaiah, some of those you know, big-name prophets. And Jesus was like, happy to say, John's better than all of those. And, and yet John is, the instant he kind of, Jesus comes in, in a kind of official capacity to him, he's like, right, that's it, my, my time's done, I've done my bit, I'm, ha- I'm going to hand it over to Jesus. And um, I think that was, that was challenging to me, because I think it can, it can often be really easy to worry about, um, I suppose, our position, or are we doing enough for God, or are we, you know, um, are, are we, do, am I doing more than, Ali, so obviously not. Um, am I doing more than? Um, but you know, am I? Um, you know, am I, am I? Am I kind of significant enough? Am I um, doing dramatic things enough for God? And um, I, I think it was just interesting to me to look at to look at to think about John and to look at this passage as someone who who really was called to significant things and and was called to kind of you know huge spiritual influence and and prominence 
um, if not political, obviously, because he was um, a thorn in the side for the political powers. But, you know, as, as we, I think we would all want to be regarded as Jesus as not having there being none greater board than us, you know. That's, but he was, he was so prepared, he was so aware of what his call was and what, what that involved, and he, he just did that and then handed it over. And um, I think that, yeah, I think so many times I'm kind of like, oh, am I, am I doing enough? Should I be doing greater things? Should I be doing more things? And, and, um, and maybe there's times in our lives when we've had people speak prophetic words over us or, or God said something to us or, um, do you know I mean, we have lots of promises about how we should be, you know, changing the world and doing this and doing that. And, I'm, and I think God's really good to us and gives us all those kind of words and those kind of encouragements and, um, and I think, but I think sometimes we can, um, perhaps it's wanting to kind of do it ourselves and in our own strength, or perhaps it's kind of not trusting God. Or, um, but I think it's easy to kind of either be become proud and and not want to kind of, you know, just be stick with what we've been given and not kind of try and reach beyond that. Or, or it becomes kind of a burden. We we, we get um, we kind of it's a, it's something that makes us worry. Are we doing? Are we Walking those right steps to kind of get that to get to that place, and um, yeah, as I say, I was just struck by this passage of someone who, who probably had more of that than, than any of us had, and who was positioned in that way more than more than certainly most of us, maybe any of us, and and yet he he did he he kind of took that responsibility of what God had given him and and shouldered it well, but then but also was so quick to. To remember that it was about Jesus. It wasn't about him and his ministry, him and how big and strong and great his name could be. It was about him and, and his ministry was to glorify Jesus in his particular way, of course. But his was to glorify Jesus. And when Jesus came, he he so quickly recognised that this is the the point of everything I've been doing. This here it is. And um, as I say, I'm sure that's not a challenge to you, but that was a a challenge to me as I as I read and and thought about that and. Um, thought about you know am, am I content to to do what God's given me for now and am I content to do that and um to, to do my best in it and whether that's involves kind of um prominence and involves kind of people seeing what we're doing and being impressed by it or not um as, as I said there's times when John people were really impressed with John and there were times when they weren't at all um and and, and then is there, are, there, are we ready to quickly point to God and remember that that's why, why we're doing these things is why we're so we're here particularly I guess for us who are here live because we're we're in church we're here working for God and um, but for all of us we're all working for God all the time aren't we and um, so are we are we quick to give those things to God in, in the sense that we are quick to glorify him to recognize that it's about him and and um, making him come first um,